0: Deezel. Oh, oh, oh. Taylor moving backwards, trying to find running right room, and he's still on his feet. Dead hole, he's got the first down to the 40. He's gone. The 35, the 30, the 20. He's gone. He's gone. First down, Washington Redskins. This is the Pigpen Podcast. I'm your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day on Twitter. Coming to you on a bye week. It's supposed to be a nice, relaxing week. Hopefully no drama. No. Nah. We can't have a week go by in this organization without a little bit of drama. But before we get into all of that, make sure you are subscribed to the Hogshaven podcast feed, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And go ahead, if you're not already, and become a member of the website at hogshaven.com. Okay, so we got a lot of things to talk about. We have like three different topics that we're going to kind of wade our way into. It is a bye week, so we're going to get into a little bit of a... uh, Not necessarily a conspiracy, I would say more of a fantasy booking situation to possibly get Bruce Allen the hell up out of here. We will do that in just a second, but we're going to start with kind of the more pressing issue, which is Dwayne Haskins and his future and what exactly the hell Bill Callahan actually is to this team. I watched the game on Sunday, and I would say probably like a lot of you, not everyone, everyone, there's always going to be some sort of critic when it comes to Dwayne Haskins, but like a lot of you... I was pleased with the performance of Dwayne Haskins. I wasn't ecstatic about it, but given the circumstance, given who we were playing, which is a pretty darn good defense in Buffalo, I thought Dwayne Haskins handled himself very well, and I thought it was the best performance we had seen of him to this point, point. and I think that would be pretty fair to say. I would be willing to bet most people, at the very least, would agree that it was the best performance he's had um, in, in the regular season so far. So I liked what I saw from him. And I was under the assumption, just using my brain a little bit, that after the game, and just kind of moving forward here maybe, he was going to be the starter for good. Like this is his now. There's not really a need to have Case Keenum come back. Yes, it does suck that Keenum did lose his starting job based on an injury that i mean that's never great you certainly feel for him in that regard but also congratulations on getting paid to not sustain that injury again cuz that's kind of what you're doing for the rest of the time here but bill callahan said after the game that they have made no decisions moving forward as to where they are going to go with the quarterback position now of course we have a bye week after the bye week we play the new york jets if you have watched any sort of jet game in the past i would say 2 or 3 weeks you would realize they are not a very good football team. So we kind of have like the Dolphins situation 2.0. Like, remember when it was like the battle of who sucks more, essentially? Well, that's kind of, or who sucks less. That's what we're doing again with New York. It's a battle of who sucks less. And that just in general does worry me a little bit. But when Callahan got up here, and maybe it, I look at this in a couple different ways here, the most optimistic side of my brain would say that Callahan saying that we have made no decisions is some form of gamesmanship just so the New York Jets don't know what to prepare for two weeks from uh, the day because we're, obviously we have a bye week. The Jets don't have a bye week, I don't think. I haven't looked at their schedule. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're go- they're in action. If they're not, they, they do have a bye week. I, I don't really care about them that much. But the most optimistic side of my brain is saying this is gamesmanship from Bill Callahan. But the more realistic side of my brain suggests that the most optimistic side of my brain is moronic because what is gamesmanship for a team that's one in eight? Like, Do we really need, are we really trying to catch the jets? Uh, are we trying to trick them here? We, we're doing a little magic trick on them. Like there's, there's nothing to be gained from not naming a starter. There's also, I mean, there's, there's not a lot to be gained either way, I guess. I mean, what do you really gain from doing Hazard? You're going to give him first-team reps, no matter what. At least, well, I see. I, I speak in these kind of these absolutes with the Redskins, but this is kind of the problem that I've seemingly had with Bill Callahan. And at the very least, I guess Jay Gruden didn't do this, but Callahan doesn't seem to get it. Like I don't know what I don't know what the issue is when it comes to him as being a a head coach. I was thrilled when we initially. Uh, added Callahan to the coaching staff. I'd seen what he had done with Dallas, which was the most recent example of how good he was with the offensive line. I was thrilled when he joined our coaching staff. And to his credit, he did do some really good things with our offensive line. But in in terms of being a a head coach, what exactly is he? Because I kind of look at this Redskins season, there's like groups of, it's like a three-person thing here. There's three options that you could be. You could be on Team Jay Gruden, which we know that Bill Callahan and Jay Gruden at the very best had a professional relationship. At the very worst, hated each other's guts. I would probably lean a little bit more towards the former, but I definitely think there was an element of the latter that was with those two guys. For whatever reason, they just didn't really seem to like each other. So you're either on Team Jay, you're either on Team Front Office, which is pro-Dwayne Haskins play him yesterday, or you're just kind of in the middle. And maybe not even in the middle. I guess you'd kind of be on the outside looking in. It's almost like you're forming a triangle. You're like one of the points of a triangle here. Like, Bill Callahan is the saboteur, essentially, right now. Like, we can talk all all the noise about Jay Gruden, at least when Jay was making his decisions, even though we knew the team wasn't very good. He can't operate that way. He is the head coach. He does have to operate as if his team and if his goal is to actually win. So he was still making decisions with the idea in mind of hey we are doing what's best for our team to win, and while I don't think the Redskins should be throwing games, I, I think you approach every single game each week with the intent to win the football game. But at the same time, what decision are you really making decisions to, for for winning in the future down the road? No, like you need to make decisions for well for down the road. I mean for down the road for years. At this point, we're not making decisions. Well, we you know we're trying to to, to make a late run here. We're not. We're 1-8. and The team isn't very good right now. We are working towards the future. So still try your best to win games. But at a certain point, you don't need to play Case Keenum anymore. He is now a backup. That, That should be the transitional point here. Once he got hurt with the concussion and realized that it was Dwayne Haskins' job, once you give Dwayne Haskins the keys, you don't take them away from him. You give it to him, and if he plays well, which he did against Buffalo... He didn't throw the ball or he didn't turn the ball over 16 times. When you give him the keys, you keep the keys in his hand. It seems like that should be simple. But for whatever reason, I don't know if Bill Callahan is just trying to prove something. Like I don't, I don't know what the situation is as to why he feels necessary, feels it's necessary to not just give Dwayne Haskins the keys here. The idea that we had to go with Bill Callahan to replace Jay Gruden is something that I'm certainly growing ever more skeptical of by the minute. I, I the, the, Just the, the progression of offensive line coach to head coach is, is a bit of a weird one. But the problem is I also look at any of the other options, and I'm like, all right, we're well, definitely not going to give it to Mineski. The defense hasn't been very good this year. And that would just cause all sorts of issues. If we just fire Jay Gruden, and I mean, people have been calling for Mineski's head just about as long as they were calling for Gruden said, if we were just giving Mineski the head coach up, that would be a whole different ordeal. You don't want to do give it to KOC just yet, I guess. I just don't understand why they, they felt that Callahan was the absolute best option. He he runs an, a style of of a team that is really, really great in like the 80s or the 90s, but this is not the 80s or the 90s. Hell, we are almost in the 2020s here. You need to kind of pick it up a little bit. It's not a—it's not a bad thing to be adaptable, and to evolve with the times here. And the way that Callahan is operating this team, there is no sign of that evolution. And that's kind of what pains me the most. It's prehistoric almost. It's—it's it's very. It reminds me of the the, the Packers situation very very slightly where Aaron Rodgers basically kicked out a Super Bowl winning head coach because he wasn't adapting. The way he ran his offense was not moderate enough for Aaron Rodgers to be great. Well, Callahan is kind of similar at a much smaller scale. He has become more of a roadblock than the transition that he was kind of supposed to be. I don't know if people... Exist in the world that are pro Callahan returning, I would severely question a lot of a lot of your other decision making if you are on the side that says we want Bill Callahan back as the head coach of the Redskins, but he was supposed to be the transition to whomever it was was next, and he was supposed to be the guy to kind of help dwayne Haskins. We thought when 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 we found out that Callahan and Jay Gruden butted heads at times, I was maybe ignorantly under the impression that that meant Callahan was pro-Dwayne Haskins. And in the the weeks that we have had Bill Callahan, it seems like that wasn't really why they were butting heads. So I don't know why they were butting heads. Maybe it's because Callahan wanted to run 40 times a game. And he's done his best to do that with the team so far. And surprise, surprise, they're not doing a whole lot of winning. They beat the Dolphins, a team that was trying to tank by one point. The style that Bill Callahan runs this team is like we should have kept Gruden if we were just going to do this. I mean, I'm being dead-ass serious, and I've been very critical of Jay Gruden, but we should have just kept Gruden if we were just going to run into to this way of operating an organization here because we are taking more steps back now, it feels like, than we did before. Haskins should be the starter f- from this point forward. It's, it's that simple. I don't think there's really any argument to it. He's played his best, and now you have to have him do so consistently. Now you give him two full weeks to prepare for a game against a bad team. The expectations for Dwayne Haskins against Buffalo were not very high. It was just, hey, just get through the game. Don't turn the ball over and do your best to make some big plays. And he did leave some plays on the field. I mean, that Trey, that Trey Quinn throw that he missed was you know you'd like to have that one back even that same play McLaurin was had about a step and a half on his man you're like oh man that would have been nice to have that one but he did what he needed to do now he has two full weeks to prepare for a bad team so the the amount of expectations for Haskins are certainly going to rise just a little bit I would I would expect him to throw or at least score his first touchdown speaking of which we haven't scored a touchdown since the Miami game That in itself is alarming on many different reasons. And Callahan is the guy that should be held responsible for this. At least with Jay Gruden, we were scoring a touchdown. I mean, I hate to just sit here and compare Callahan to Jay Gruden for an entire podcast, but it really does seem like we are taking more steps back with Callahan than we did with Gruden. You almost think that, well, we should have just kept Gruden for a little bit more. 'Cause at some point I guess he would have had to play Dwayne Haskins, and he at least kinda knows what to do with a quarterback. It's just become this whole big ordeal, and we are we're the laughing stock of the NFL, it feels like at this point. Like even the Dolphins just gotta win. And if we lose to the team that beat the Dolphins, that's it's a bad, bad look. And Dwayne Haskins at this point probably gives us the best chance to win. So I I don't know. Bill Callahan is becoming the saboteur of the Redskins, which He's beating Bruce Allen almost at the it's a competition. maybe Callahan really likes being competitive. He's competing with Bruce Allen for the biggest dick on the Redskins and it's like, gosh dang it, man, let's let's not do that. Like can we avoid competing to see who can drag the team down the most? I feel like I'm asking questions that shouldn't need to be asked in the first place. It's it's tough. We just we can't go one week. This is a bye week. We were supposed to go one week and just kind of chill, just enjoy some of the other games. A couple of great college football games this weekend. So the Redskins bye week, if you're a college football fan, came at a great time and you were just kind of supposed to like breathe a little bit. Nope. No such thing with the Washington Redskins. But I have an idea. Because it's a bye week, I'm gonna have a little bit of fun here. I do dive in a little bit to conspiracy theories every now and then, but I'm going to put my little my fantasy booking cap on a little bit. We got to talk about the possibility of this Trent Williams situation actually getting Bruce Allen out of the Redskins. Last week when the uh when this podcast dropped the Trent Williams return, it kind of came at a bad time because 12 hours later is when Trent Williams spoke to the media. I love when that happens when I drop a podcast and the information just gets completely wiped to the uh, wiped away in about 12 hours. But that's what happened. Trent Williams spoke for the first time. We learned a lot of things about why he was holding out. We kind of it validated a lot of our hypotheses. I think that's a plural re- way of saying that. It validated a lot of the thoughts that we had about why Trent Williams was actually sitting out. And most of it was medical. There was some element of it that was based on his contract, which is a, a, a trend that happens significantly more in the NFL when you realize, hey, we don't have any guaranteed money. What's the point of playing? He did at least somewhat allude to that being one of the reasons that he decided not to, to be here right now and he does want a new deal. But most of it ended up being medical and he's he gave his side of the story. And this happened about a week ago. So at this point, I'm just gonna operate under the assumption that you all kind of know his side of the story. But if you don't, just a quick synopsis, apparently the cancer, the cancerous tumor was originally discovered six years ago, which is a terrifying thing, quite frankly. And what he said was that people kind of neglected this and they let it get to a point where it almost took his life. Now, he was told to get his affairs in order and he was basically looking death just about in the face before this whole thing kind of got resolved and the tumor was removed and everything is good now. So he's healthy now. He's not playing for the team because of helmet discomfort based on where the tumor is, which is, one, probably a little true, but also just a big middle finger to the team saying, hey, this is why this situation is happening here. But this is a very strange situation And it's strange in the fact that this doesn't really happen in the NFL a lot. The NFL is filled with injuries, but they generally don't have stuff like this. And Trent has gone on and kind of not retracted information, but there is now going to be some form of investigation run by the NFL and I think a third party As to what exactly happened. How did this kind of go under the radar here? How did the team miss this? And that got me thinking a little bit. Because in other leagues across sports. We have seen instances and situations. Where the actual league itself intervened a little bit. Intervened on behalf of the organization. To remove someone from power. That likely wasn't going to be removed without the help of the league essentially. It doesn't happen very often in the NFL. I, In fact, I can't really think of a time that it has happened before in the NFL. But I look at this situation and think to myself, if the investigation goes the way that at least Trent would kind of seem to think it was going to go at least a week ago, or if it would go in our best favor, and I'm speaking as our from a fan's perspective. At this point, Trent Williams is probably not going to play again for the Redskins. I think if you have not accepted that yet, it is time to start coming around to that situation. He sat out for an entire five months because he basically died. It's He's not coming back. Even if Allen is gone, it's going to be very difficult for him to kind of put trust in anyone in this organization ever again, which is understandable. I mean, if you were to put yourself in his shoes, it would be very difficult for you to come back to an organization that nearly killed you almost I mean they didn't they're not directly responsible for that but they kind of are indirectly responsible for it so I it's a weird phrase to say but it kind of it does fit a little bit I mean this is this is the reality of the situation at hand so the the NFL could be in a position where they say you know what Dan Snyder is probably not going to get rid of Bruce Allen on his own. They are, for whatever reason, they are super tight. I don't really know why. I have questioned it many times as to why they are as tight as they are and why Dan Snyder will not get rid of Bruce Allen. I have yet to find an answer. I mean, I think we can make jokes about, oh, somebody has photographs or whatever the case may be. I, I can't quite think of a reason why they are as close as they are, even the stadium situation. You know, people say, well, you need Bruce to, to get the stadium back in D.C. I don't really think that you do, though. I, I think the city of D.C. would love to have the Redskins back. I think every Redskins fan would love for the team to actually be back in D.C. If you look at all of the teams that are based out of Washington, D.C., at as the as professional sports level, there is literally only one that is not in the actual city. It is the Redskins, and arguably, they are the most recognizable team in the city. I mean, yes, the Nats just kind of won, so they, they I guess you could put them above right now, but if you ask a casual person on the street in some other part of the country, what's the first team from Washington, D.C., odds are they're going to say the Redskins, or if they're super politically correct, they will just say the Washington football team, but th- the point remains the same. So I don't think you need Bruce for that. So I'm looking at this situation and this investigation here, and I'm thinking this needs to go away, where it just shines all of the, uh, of the blame on Bruce Allen, and the league sees it, and Roger Goodell finds the cojones between his legs, which he rarely seems to have. He finds them and says, "This cannot happen anymore. We need that dude out of here." That is, that's, that's my optimistic side, is that this situation gets so bad that the NFL actually has to kind of put their proverbial foot down and step into the situation and say, Bruce Allen has got to go. The problem is, I don't know if it'll ever actually get there because the the, the story of events that Trent said... He, this is kind of where he's starting to retract information a little bit. You know, a week ago, it sure seemed like, wow, the Redskins really did him dirty. And I'm not suspecting Trent Williams of lying about the situation. I don't necessarily doubt that the cancer was there for six years. That That seems believable. But I think the way that he kind of pushed the blame on the organization might have been a bit of exaggeration. And that is further emphasized by the fact that he has asked the NFLPA to not really get involved in this situation. And he ha- he does have the right, just as a, uh, a living, breathing human being, to not give any access to his own personal medical records. And I'm not really a doctor. I have seen a medical record once or twice before. But I don't just look at these things. I would imagine that all of the answers are in the those. Now, you look at the medical records, you can probably align the stories up and say, well, this is what actually happened. Does this match up with when Trent's, what Trent said? If it doesn't, well, this is partly his fault then. If it does, it's the team's fault. Something needs to change here. And Trent has said that he doesn't really want anyone in the organization, in the medical staff, to go down. He, he's more aiming for people at the top. But he also respects Dan Snyder a lot, which, as much as we seem to hate Dan Snyder, it seems like a lot of the players are a big fan of Dan Snyder. That's that's another topic for another another podcast. But if he if he loves and respects Dan Snyder, but he's gunning for people at the top, and his relationship with Bruce Allen is, and I quote, "Next question." End quote. He's gunning for Bruce Allen. This is a this is a war between Trent Williams and Bruce Allen. So Trent is the martyr for us at this point. And this investigation, if it does actually fully go through, which I think the NFL is going to make an attempt on it, but I also recognize this is going to be something that takes a a bit of time. This isn't like a one-day, one- or two-day thing. These investigations just do take weeks, months. I would say at best, if they do actually run with this investigation like now, we'd have something by the offseason, but that might even be Uh, uh, a pie in the sky, if you will. I don't know if that'll happen that quickly. But this is Trent versus Bruce. Trent is doing the people's work to do his best to get Bruce out of there. So as much as Trent respects Dan Snyder, and as much as everyone, every player, seems to love and respect Dan Snyder, it just seems like nobody likes Bruce. And I would hope that eventually... Dan Snyder would recognize that. So my biggest hope would be that the NFL just kind of steps in and says, hey, Bruce, you're done. Not only are you done, we're going to help kind of fix or find your replacement. But even that, I don't know if I want the NFL or Roger Goodell finding the replacement because then you would just get a nonsense suit in there, and I don't really really want that. I think there needs to be a little bit of a balance. I mean, yes, you're hiring a general manager, and he at the very end, at the very most, is a suit like that? That is what he is. But I think there are certain guys that we've seen across the league that have been able to balance being a suit, but also being a rational human being with a good head on their shoulders, and that actually cares about people. But I mean, now we're just now we're just kind of building a bear right now. We're build a bear GM. Um, but at, at the at worst, I would say the NFL steps in. So I'll amend that. At worst, the NFL steps in. At best, Dan Snyder finally. Uh, uses his ears and says, "You know what? This Bruce Allen guy really sucks. He's not helping the team at all. We have completely lost everyone. Let's get him the hell out of here." So this investigation is going to be the most interesting thing about our off season or the next few weeks or months. Like Dwayne Haskins is the most interesting thing on the football field, but off of the field, which is where we just seem to have the most fun in this organization. This investigation is going to kind of dictate the next few years. Uh, as to how we operate and not only the next few years it could honestly dictate the next decade we're going to learn some very very interesting things in this organization and it's it's going to impact a lot of the NFL as well just on based on based on how medical staffs operate cuz Trent doesn't seem to have an issue with the medical staff which we have all killed me in particular I've killed them he doesn't really seem to have an issue with them. He thinks they're cool. He is going for the top, and that top is Bruce Allen. And I I would hope that Trent's going to go down swinging. He's done here. He's not playing for the Redskins anymore. That, that, that's not happening. He's going to go down swinging and do his best to get Bruce Allen the hell up out of here. Let's just cross your fingers, cross your toes, say your prayers in hopes that, that it actually works. I'm skeptical, but I'm optimistic because... God, we need that tool bag out of here. At this point, I'm grabbing straws just to get Bruce Allen the hell out of this organization. We need to return to a point of greatness. It was so nice to see the Nationals win a championship, but man, it would have been so much better if it was this team. Because I think largely most D.C. fans, if this ship were to get turned around, you've seen the love for the Caps, you've seen the love for the Nationals, I think those two would pale in comparison to the love of the Redskins if the team were to actually win a championship. But now now I'm just getting way too much into this fantasy booking thing. Now, now we're getting way too deep into that. All right, that's going to kind of wrap it up for this podcast. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Darius Geis, but we can do that next week as we sort of preview into the Jets game and what we can see and what we can expect from Darius Geis in that one. But let me know your thoughts on the Dwayne Haskins, Bill Callahan situation. And if you have any thoughts on my fantasy booking of getting Bruce Allen out of this organization based on this Trent Williams investigation, I would love to know those as well. You can hit me up on Twitter at den underscore day, or if you are listening on hogshaven.com down below in the comment section there. Uh, Until then, that's it for this week. I'll see you guys next week on the Ben Podcast.